0: Welcome to the City Edge Church podcast. For more information, please visit our website at cityedgechurch.org.au. We hope that you enjoy this message. Thanks, James. Oh, I like that. Cool, you can be seated. Thanks, everybody. Come on. (laughs) I am Iron Man. coming on this stage. Cool. So good. Hey, did you enjoy that? Great to have some fun in church and a massive big honor to all of our fathers and all of our men uh, here today. I hope you enjoy the Tim Tams, um, you know, and I know that uh, it's always good to have a good stash of Tim Tams that the kids are always eating more than you are in the fridge. And uh, so we just love you guys, honor you. And uh, today is really about just saying, We honor the role of what fathers do in society. So whether you are a natural dad, a stepdad, a foster dad, uh, a spiritual dad, we want to honor you today And uh, because the role of fathers is a phenomenal role in our society. Uh, Do you know that that society, communities, uh, cities, towns are are so much better uh, as fathers are there to do what they're called to do? And, uh, and, you know, oftentimes I've found over the last probably 30 years, even in my childhood growing up in the 80s, um, you know, it kind of, there was a, a lot of sitcoms and stuff in the 90s as well that kind of made, made the dad look like a bit of an idiot, you know, like, and, um, and I, I just want to say, hey, let's not allow that to set the tone. Of, of what our homes are and what families are and what dads look like because dads are amazing and, uh, and we want to say as City Edge Church that we just love the role of fathers, uh, we love the role of mothers as well, but today is Father's Day and we just want to honor you and thank you and uh, thank you for the being men and the men of God that you're called to be. So let's put a hands together, honor all the dads, all the fathers here, you're incredible, we love you, we thank you for all that you do for society as well i got a couple of things I want to dive into today. Just three things uh, that that I believe can help us uh, in the role of being fathers and uh, being fathers in society today. And I, I understand uh, that on Father's Day, I, I'm sure and I know that there can be a mixed emotion sometimes. Sometimes there can be memories that come back from maybe your own experience of fatherhood and, and what it was for you. Uh, that could be positive or it could be negative. And, uh, but we want to say today, even if your experience of fatherhood has been negative, one thing that you can know and you can begin to trust even if you don't already is that God is a good father. He is a good, good father and uh, he can be trusted. And, uh, and I just want to say today that whatever the experience has been, lean in on God trust Him, and because whatever the past has been, the future can be influenced and blessed and graced by an amazing Father that wants to be a part of our lives and a part of our future, amen? And that is the key thing, and that's what really we want to get across to everybody today when it comes to Father's Day. You know, my first key I want to share today when it comes to being the Father that God has called us to be is this, to lean in, lean in. You might think, man, what's that got to do with fatherhood? And, uh, you know, a few years ago, I did a, a leadership intensive uh, in Brisbane. And the, the the intensive had about probably 150 pastors uh, that were there and uh, we were, uh, I would sort of travel from the coast every day. So when I got down there, by the time I got there, the only seats available and the tables available right at the back of the auditorium. And so, uh, you know, even when I was getting there earlier, people must have been thinking, man, if he rocks up earlier, I'm going to get here an hour earlier. So I'm still at the back and, um, I, and I, I, it was fine. I was happy to sit back there, but the, the issue was is for years my beautiful lovely wife had been saying to me, Paul, you need to get glasses because uh, your uh, you know your sight isn't as great in your short you know your long distance as it used to be. I'm like, nah, I'm all good, I'm fine, darling, it's all good. I can see. Can you see that sign? Wait, I can now. Looks good. Turn left. Yeah, and uh, and so I was like, I put it off, put it off, put it off. And it came to this point that because it was a, the word leadership intensive was absolutely true. It was intense. But the issue was is that the lecturer uh, who was brought in from the States was up the front and he had these two kind of LCD screens beside him that he could touch and draw on and do all this stuff. It was amazing, but I couldn't see anything. So here I am like this guy, at the back of the auditorium, trying to see, let's just put that picture up, thank you. There we go, that's me. (laughs) This was me for the whole week, all right, trying to see the screen. And I'm thinking, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I paid money to be here. What? How am I going to do this? this is inc- uh, and, I'm, and I'm leaning in, I'm, I'm kind of getting up every time he changes the screen, trying to see, and I'm trying to focus in. And I got this bright idea. Uh, thankfully, it was in the first kind of half of the day that I would grab my phone and every time he changed a slide, take a photo, put it up there and widen it up like, oh, that's what it was. And type the notes. That was me for eight hours a day, five days of this intensive Man, my phone was full of photos of de- just trying to see this screen. And it uh, worked out when I got back that, you know, I got to get an eye exam done and get this sorted. Turns out I needed glasses. So I got a good pair, all right, and I, um, they, I can see now. And, oh, gosh, you guys look great. You're a good-looking church. Fantastic. So, you know, I, I, I want to say this, is that sometimes it's really difficult when you're trying to move forward in life and you don't have great vision. Don't have great vision. Fatherhood is one of the most important things we will do. As, as men, as fathers, if we're called to be that, if we have our own children or if we foster children or whatever it may look like, I want to say this, is that we've got to have a clear vision of how we're moving forward. And uh, one of the greatest visions that we need to have is a great clear or clarity of who God is, of God himself, because I I know and I believe this with all my heart, is that God is the greatest model of a father that you can ever have. There's no greater model of fatherhood than the model that God gives us. There's this great quote from F.F. Bruce, and it says this, is that God is the archetypal father. All other fatherhood is a more or less imperfect copy of his perfect fatherhood. So we are imprinted with the fatherhood of who God is as men. And I think that it's so important if we were ever going to, say, build a property, build a house or or frame up something, it's always good that you had a blueprint. Hey, you had a a set of plans drawn up. I would not want to even attempt to build a house if there wasn't a set of plans built up. And uh, and because it's just going to help you along the way. But I love this is that if we're ever gonna build our lives off anything, if we're ever gonna focus in on anything as a father, the greatest thing we need to do is lean in and focus in on God. Focus in on who he is as a father. I know that when we do that, God can imprint his nature on us. I know that I want to be a better father, I want to be a better husband but I know that I've got to come in closer to a God that can show me and help me through His grace on how to do that better in life. And I love the fact that it says this in Ephesians 1.5. It says, God decided in advance to adopt us into His own family by bringing us to Himself through Jesus Christ. This is what He wanted to do, and it gave Him great pleasure. I love that. You know, that just shows this amazing picture of of just a dad it gave him great pleasure to bring his family closer to himself you know there's one thing i just love when my kids are around and you know it's kind of a family night it's amazing you know just sitting there and just enjoying it and the kids are there and it's just just a, an amazing moment but i love that this scripture shows that god's like that too god loves when his family his children his people Every person on this planet, over 7 billion people, they're all these kids. Some know him and some don't. But his heart is that all know him. That's his heart. And he is a father. And he wants to draw all people unto himself. But I want to say this as fathers today. Let's be the men that, that every single day that make a choice to say, Lord, I want to lean into you. I want to lean into you. I want, to, I want to focus my vision. If I'm looking at anything to build my life on, I want, to, I want to have a clear picture of who you are. And if I can get that through reading the Bible, through opening up the Word, because the Word shows the heart of God. It shows the nature of God in there. And if I can do that daily, even if it's one scripture a day... Or if it's on my phone through the YouVersion Bible app and, and I press play and it reads the scripture to me. Whatever it may be, I'm getting a blueprint of the Father. My prayer life, even if it, I'm getting up early and I'm, I'm working as a tradie and I'm, I'm going to a work site, I can, I can take some time to pray. I don't need to just listen to the radio. I can actually put on some worship music and talk to God as I'm on the way. Or maybe it's at lunch break or, 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 or wherever it may be. No matter what your career is, you could be a doctor and you're on shift work in so many different hours and you just got to find space. I want to encourage you, find that wherever you can. So we can build our lives and model our lives off an incredible father. He is a good, good father. And I know that he wants us all to be better and improving fathers. Better and improving husbands for those who are married. Better and improving in our lives. None of us have arrived. I certainly haven't arrived. I know I need God in my life. And so every day when we make that choice in our lives, to say, Lord, I'm taking another step closer to lean in to who you are so that your nature can be imprinted upon me. The second key today is we're called to lift up. Proverbs 22.6 says, direct your children into the right path and when they are older, they will not leave it. You know, just last week, my son turned nine. My oldest boy turned nine, and, uh, and I'm just like blown away because my kid's just growing up in front of my eyes. He's, he's like this tall now, and it's like, wow, man, you're growing up too quick. And, uh, but something that Kate and I decided to do for him was um, we were, we were going to get him a, a new drum kit. And, uh, and so I know that Years ago, when I was, you know, a boy, I know my mom and dad made a decision to buy a drum kit for me. It was kind of a second-hand one. But back then, they couldn't really afford the electric drum kit, so they had to buy a percussion one back then. Now, I've got to tell you, that was an, an investment that just kept on giving to everybody in the entire house for the next few years. You love those gifts that just keep on giving? all the time giving my 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 mom came to me one day and she said paul i love that you you're learning the drums we love you so you're amazing you're doing so great it's awesome but i just want to say stop doing it while we're home please otherwise we're going to move you out to the shed out there but no just kidding no she just she said okay when we're out you can play to your heart's content i don't care what the neighbors think just make sure we're not home and uh (laughs) And and so what we did, we thought, you know, I ain't going to do that, but let's go and get a really good electric one. And, uh, and so we, we kind of bought this for his birthday, and he's so stoked because he's kind of started to learn how to play again. And, and, uh, and, and, and he's excited about it, but we wrote this card to him and kind of wrote a little letter on it and just said, Hey, mate, we just want to let you know that this is our investment to you. We know there's a call of God on your life. We know that God wants to use you in so many amazing ways in your future. So what, what we want you to do is we want you to learn how to worship God on this instrument. We, wanna, we want you to learn how to play. Don't, don't just play, play for him. And, uh, and, and, and he's got that, he grabbed that card and he put it away in his drawer. And, and, uh, but it, it, was, it was an investment. I had the same investment when I was a boy and I thought, wow, isn't it great that we can, we can do that for him? you know, and uh, I want to encourage you today that sometimes there are bigger things that we do for our children, and other times it's a whole range of smaller things that we do to make up to a big impact into their future. Sometimes it's just the, the little moment, even when we're stressed and it's been a big day, just take that time, you know, even if it's 20 minutes, just to see how they're going, just to spend that time with them. Sometimes it's just that encouraging word when they needed it. Sometimes it's just to listen in the moments when they need to. Now, are we all perfect? No. Have I always gotten it right? No. I haven't always gotten it right. But I know that, oh God, I've got I to lean in again. I've got to lean in again so that I can make sure that every moment along the way, even the little things, are making up to a big impact into the future. Train up a child in the way they should go. When, old, when they are older, they will not depart from it. What that means is that, hey all the little things that we're banking up over time when they're making their own decisions and they're living and they're doing their careers and building their own families we know that the investments that we, we invested in that we lifted up and we've sowed into their lives is going to pay off in the long run even on the days when sometimes your kids man they know how to push your buttons do you know that if you've got kids here today, they do. You can get a little angry. You can get a little frustrated because they're not doing the things you ask them to do or their behavior hasn't been great or whatever it may be. And yes, we do need to guide them and discipline them and help them on the journey. But at the end of the day, what are the steps of investment that we are making, even the little things, to lift them up to say, hey, you can be great. Your future is amazing. Man, we've got a society around us that's kind of, you know, pulling them, here and there, and there's so much ty- trying to grab their attention. And a lot of times, even the little things we're doing is helping to influence them on the journey of being everything God has called them to be. And uh, God's called us to lift our children, lift them up. And even if we haven't gotten it right, it's okay. Just keep leaning in, come back, and say, God, I'm going to recalibrate here. And Lord, I'm going I'm to make sure this week is different. I'm going to make sure that what I'm doing is in, done in a different way. So that I can help our kids move forward. I want to let you know today that if God has placed you in that position as a father, the honor of being a dad, then he's going to anoint you to do it as well. He's going to anoint you. He's going to bless you. He's going to grace you. He's say, hey, I've got all you need. I've got everything you need to be able to be the best father that you can. I'm not expecting you to be perfect. God isn't. He's not asking you to be perfect. But he's saying, hey, if you keep coming back to me, I'm going to keep releasing my grace on you to help you on this journey. Okay? The last thing I want to share, and, uh, and I believe this is an important one, is to create. Create. As I mentioned earlier, environments are being created around our children all the time. In society we live in today, there are so many different forms of media uh, trying to get the attention of our children. You know, in the average half an hour, uh, the average child today has seven forms of media trying to get their attention in a half an hour slot. For the average adult, it's about three different forms of media, all right? But when we look at that, we can see, men, people are after the attention of our children. And sometimes we are going to look at it and go, oh, I'll put my hands up in the air and oh, just watch whatever you want, do whatever you want. It's okay, you know, it's just too hard. But I want to say, hey, it's not too hard. There are ways that we can move forward to help our children on the journey, even with so much pressure and so much going on in society, and and a narrative oftentimes is being pushed. The latest McCrindle study shows this, that Generation Z, which are our primary school kids today and our high school students, Generation Z are the most materially endowed, technological saturated, formally educated generation our world has ever seen. There is so much trying to grab our kids' attention. And how do we, how do we, we're trying to kind of trying to wrestle for influence, aren't we, as a parent? And, uh, and I want to let you know that even in the midst of thinking, man, I can't even keep up with some of this technology. God, what can I do? How can I create a great environment? I want to give you the most simplest thing, the most important thing, but the most powerful thing that we can do to create an environment around our children. And, and just listen up. It's so easy. Pray. Be a man that prays. Be a parent. If you're a single mom today, you're like, I don't have a dad in the home. No, you can still be a parent that prays. Pray for your children. Pray for your household. Pray if you're married today. Pray for your marriage. Be a praying person. It's it's all about being someone that knows how to lean into God. So that you can create and be a part of what God is trying to do to create an atmosphere and environment around our children so they can flourish in that. If there is so much trying to pull at our kids' attention, the greatest thing we can do is get God on our side. Get God involved in the raising of our kids. Be a praying person. Be someone that knows how to lean into God. You know, I love this is that you might be thinking today, man, I don't even know how to pray. I, I wouldn't even know where to start. I'm not sure. Hey, just take one step. Take one initial step. Say, God, I'm just going to give you this five minutes. I'm going to start a habit every, every morning. I wake up that little early. I'm going to give you five minutes. I'm going to read my Bible, and uh, maybe for five minutes, and then I'm going to pray for five minutes, or, or whatever it may look like. But, but if you make a start in doing something, then a habit can be formed. It's not only a habit. It's a really, really cool world. A discipline can be formed inside of you, around your life, and say, Lord, I want to come to you. I want to spend some time with you every day because I, I want to pray for my family. There's so much pulling at my family because, man, even the devil's trying to pull families apart. So he's trying to, all this stuff, is trying to pull and wrench families apart. And God is, his, his whole thing is to bring families together. That's what he's trying to do. And uh, and, and when we get on board with God's journey, when we get on board with what he's trying to do, we can tap into what He's trying to bring around our children. His power is more powerful than any other force in this, in this life. There's nothing more powerful than the presence of God. There's nothing more powerful than the Holy Spirit getting around our children. I love this. It says in Mark one thirty-five, and the musicians and singers can come. It says, before daybreak the, the next morning, Jesus got up and went out in an isolated place to pray. It's pretty incredible. I love that scripture because I'm like, you're God, you're God, you're already God, but you know that you needed to come before the Father every day and pray, because Jesus, he was fully God, but he was also fully man. And everything when we look at Jesus' life, we can model off his blueprint to say, well if you needed to pray, this is just me, just me personally. If you, Jesus, the Son of God, needed to pray, how much more do I need to pray? I need, I need to come before the Father. I need to be in your presence. I need to make sure that no matter what that looks like, sometimes we think, man, I'm too busy to pray. Man, you're too busy not to pray. Sometimes we just got to know that, Lord, i got to recalibrate some things in my life because my kids matter. And, and I, as good as we are, as talented as we are, as educated as we are, as strong as we are, we are still no match for the power of God. We're still no match. Even, even for Kate and I, you know, with our talents and our gifts, I don't want to attempt to raise my kids without the power and presence of God. I just, I just don't want to do that. Even when they're teenagers, and you may have teenagers today, you may have young adults today, you may have grown up kids that got their own kids, but you never stop being a parent. You can keep praying for your kids to set a great environment around their lives. There is just something powerful about prayer. There's this great story in Acts and a story of the Apostle Paul and, and his ministry partner named Silas. And uh, they they were on. You know, they were spreading the gospel, planting churches right across Asia Minor, and uh, just a move of God. But this particular town they were in, uh, they didn't like what they had to say, and they, they got them and beat them up. So they're all kind of beaten, bashed, bruised, bleeding, and they got chucked into prison. And uh, they're thrown in prison uh, for, for, for the night. And, uh, and so they're like, man, I was just serving God, I was doing what He called me to do, but now they're in prison, they're in jail. And here we have the scene here at midnight of what happened with these men. Let's take it here, Acts chapter 16, verse 25 to 26. It says, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake, and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. See, I love this that these guys have had a bad day. Sometimes we'll all, every one of us in this room, men, women alike, we're not always going to have a great day. But I want to let you know that we can do what these two men chose to do. They leant into God. They began to pray and worship God while still bruised, while still maybe a little bit bleeding. All right, in the midst of that situation, they said, Lord, we're going to worship you. We're gonna pray, and all the other prisoners, man, probably in there for more, you know, sidious, insidious reasons than what they were. All right, maybe with those guys and people that are in that prison, they were meant to be in there. All right, but as they're in the prison, they began to sing and worship God. They began to pray in the midst of their circumstance, and all the men and even the prison guards they began to listen. They listened to the prayers. They listened to the worship as it lifted up, and the presence and power of God entered. The space of the prison it entered the atmosphere of the prison it entered the environment of the prison and suddenly their chains broke off their arms and feet and not only did their chains break off their arms and feet but every single prisoner chains broke off and the prison doors flung open see the enemy oftentimes tries to bind people up tries to get around our kids and bind them up but I want to let you know the thing that can break those shackles and break those prisons and break those chains off our children's lives is the power of God. When we allow ourselves to come into the presence of God, it's unnatural. It's unnatural. Man, they weren't meant to be freed that night, but they got freed because God said, I don't care who put you in this prison. I don't care who beat you today. I'm going to let you know when I turn up, there is no chain that can hold you. There is no prison door that can stay closed. I will shoot and break it open. I will enter that space and I'll set you free. Whatever the plan of the enemy has been, God can break those chains. It set our kids free. A lot of times when we lean into God, like Jesus did, we understand as I lean into you, it's a part of creating an environment for those that lean into me. As a father, I understand, Lord, I got people leaning in on me. And I got to create a posture of leaning in on you. When I'm leaning in on you, I know that I can be better as they lean in on me. It doesn't mean they don't have their own relationship with God. Absolutely. We want to encourage that for sure. But while those around us, they need that life and that model and that example and just the fathering that we give and we offer, I want to make sure, man, I've got a posture here. I'm leaning in on you. No matter what goes on in their world, I know I want to get the power of God into every atmosphere and environment around their life, because there is nothing that can match it. No matter what is going on with our media, no matter what's going on in our culture, Lord, I can't be on the school ground with my sons and my daughter every day. I can't be around them when they're playing with other kids and talking about stuff in life. I can't be there every day, but you can. But you can. And I know when I'm leaning in on you, I know that you, you got my back. You got my kids. I know you got them. I can't always be around them. And I know that one day when, when they're doing their, what they're called to do and they've got their own families, I know that because I trusted you, I'm going to keep trusting you, that you're going to keep looking after them and their kids and their families no matter what they face in life. I'm going to be there with them. Amen? Lean in. Lean in. If this message was called anything, it's called lean in. Lean in on God. Because only His presence and power can help us as we create environments for those that lean in.